up, witches and bitches? Welcome back to another episode of The Spiritual Witch. I'm your host. I am Michelle. I am The Spiritual Witch. And before we continue, let's get started on these small announcements. Um, if you guys want to support me, you can start with monthly donations, which will allow me to create engaging content more frequently that can be accessed on more platforms. Uh, two, you can send me a voice message. This can allow me to hear what you have to say, and you may be featured on a future episode. And three, make sure to download or subscribe on Apple Podcasts so that this podcast will show up more when people search for me. Even a negative review is still a review. It's still interaction, and it's totally awesome. So, um... I am going to be going over Wizardology. If you don't know, this is a series that's ongoing on my channel, and it's just a book that I have. It's a kid's book, really. And I just kind of go over, like, the different things that are in this book and discuss, like, the reality versus the fiction parts of it. I discuss some of the Wicca aspects and the witchcraft aspects of it as well. It's a really, really interesting series, and I really like doing it. Um, so we're going to be doing Chapter 5, Spellcraft. Now, I know I talk about witchcraft a lot on this channel, and it's been almost two years now, but notice how I've never really talked about spells and casting spells and things like that, because there's a lot that goes into witchcraft that's not just spells. I will have um, an episode eventually that's discussing spells a little bit more in detail and a little bit more in depth and a little bit more appropriately. However, I uh, I did want to just kind of go over this briefly and, and discuss the whole, um, I don't know, the whole spell work and stuff like that. Because I thought that this chapter would be interesting. I didn't want to exclude it because it's still in the book and I can still teach you guys a little bit about some of the stuff. Anyway, without further ado, let's get into it. Chapter 5, Spellcraft. It is of the utmost importance to remember that the spells within these pages must be kept secret. It's like some Gardenian witchcraft. <laughs> they are very secretive. Um, they're a coven that does not allow anyone to look at any of their spell work or anything like that. Anyway. Uh, magic that is banded about um, has a habit of losing its power. Spells that are not secret may be turned against you. Silence must ever be your watchword. Okay. Um, so I do like one thing that it says. Spells that are not secret may be turned against you. So... What I'm going to say about that is that is why I do not film any of my spells. You'll see some people on witchcraft, well, on witchcraft, on TikTok or <laughs> on Instagram uh, that are just, like, filming their spells. I think that is very dangerous, and I would not be doing that. Um, however, I can talk you through a spell. I can walk you through the steps that I would take without actually casting the spell and kind of just, like, show the steps, you know, per se. But, um, I would not, like, sit here and, like, purposefully, like, go through any of the, the spell stuff, like, with the intent of casting, if that makes any sense. So, I, I do like the idea that spells that are not secret can be turned against you because people can come in those lives and put negative energy and negative workings into the magic that you are trying to do. And I don't believe that recording any spells is good. You don't want to keep that for further use or whatever. There's no need to record a spell. It's inappropriate to record a spell. And honestly, it's quite rude. And I would not record any spells. Like, you don't know what deities you're working with, and you don't know if they're comfortable being on camera either. So I would not ever record a spell. Um, that's just me. Everybody's different. <laughs> but that's just me. Okay. Spellcraft is the basis for all magical endeavor. That, 
doesn't sound right. Spells can be used on their own or else to change items such as wands, amulets, and potions. Charge amulet items such as wands, amulets, and potions. But the apprentice must always remember that spells are highly dangerous. The world must be repeated. The words must be repeated exactly. The magic symbols must be drawn with complete accuracy. On several occasions, I have had to rescue feeble-minded apprentices who did not realize that if a spell can go wrong, it will go wrong. Because even the good fairies and elves who help us detest being made to do our spells all have a mischievous streak. Yeah, yeah, even good fairies and elves who help us detest being made to do our spells. Don't work with any um, spiritual being unless you know them. <laughs> um, you don't necessarily need to know them intimately, but you do need to know them pretty well before you decide to work with them in any magical practices. Um, yeah, I wouldn't recommend just going out there and starting to work with creatures out there because that is very true they don't want to be made to do our spells and all entities have a mischievous streak especially when it comes to the fae it's very important that we remember that um let's see what else it is um spells can be used to charge items such as wands amulets and potions you don't really charge a wand you use it to focus your power like we had discussed in the last chapter which is really interesting because they're like going back on what they're saying um, spells are highly dangerous. The words must be ex repeated exactly. That is not true. You don't have to repeat words exactly. You can kind of go off script. There are people who write their own spells. If you write your own spell, those tend to be a little bit more powerful because they tend to work for you. Of course, this is also journaling in your Book of Shadows to make sure that things are uh, working and what's working for you and this and that. For example, I work a lot with water. I love water. It's like my favorite element in the entire world. And those spells that use water work very well for me. But other spells that don't tend to not work as well. <laughs> Just kind of one of those things. Um, symbols must be drawn with complete accuracy. Symbols do kind of need to be drawn with complete ac accuracy. I do agree with that. And you can also make your own sigils, which is really cool. I had discussed in my hexing series, um, you making some sigils to just kind of discuss some of the things that are going on. So... Yeah, you make a sigil to represent, um, like, a person, place, thing, or idea, or something like that. And then you can use that sigil in any way, shape, or form. Go ahead and check out my hexing. And I think I talk about sigils in one episode. If not, I'm definitely going to. Because <laughs> I really like sigils. Um, but yes. So this is uh, an interesting introduction. <laughs> Let's get into the bottom here. The magical forces that lie at our command are no more mysterious to the master wizard than the natural forces that compel the trees to grow, the rain to fall, the earth to turn on its axis. Gilius Magnus, Ars Monica, 1505. Okay, <laughs> no, don't just go out there and work with anything that you can find, because some of these um, creatures can be quite dangerous to work with. You have to make sure that you're kind of skilled and you kind of know what you're dealing with, but I wouldn't recommend just going out there and working with some sort of entity that you know nothing about. Like, that's completely ridiculous. I would not recommend doing that at all. And that can actually be kind of dangerous. So, yeah. Okay. Um, Sifur's Golem. I don't know what this is. Sifur's Golem. 
The animating spell will protect your workshop. From a mannequin of clay, place in its mouth a paper with a name Bethlehem written on it. Then tap it three with a mistletoe wand, crying, With this name, I sh so shall you be alive to guard or all you see. With this charm, I undo the power to protect me now. Um, interesting. I mean, you can use that. That's kind of like a shitty way to get protection. There's so many better ways to get protection without making, what is this, like a thing out of clay or something like that? A mannequin of clay. Honestly, that's a little bit creepy. <laughs> I mean, you can if you wanted to. To me, it sounds like a poppet. And I would not use a poppet in that way. I, um, I wouldn't really uh, do, do that. It sounds like you're trying to work with a specific entity and unless you know this entity like well i wouldn't recommend like working with that entity i don't even know what b e m i'm trying to find this name and figure out what bethmet is i don't know what it is I don't think it's real. Because <laughs> I've never really heard of that name before. Let's see. Bethlehem. Yeah, I don't think that it's real. Almost sad, but yeah. So you would connect with this unrealistic being. I don't even know if I'm saying the name right, but yeah, I don't think that it's real. Next. I think these are just two spells. The Anaphornum. The Anaphornum. Um, the Anaphornum causes you to adopt the guise of any beast you choose. Take care to perform it airtight. You would seem foolish, indeed, practicing through the public streets, looking normal, yet crawling like a rooster. To cast it, mix honeydew with a pint of dolphin's milk. Drink the mixture, close your eyes, will the spell to work, and say... Uh, my human shape shall go, it shall be for the better. I'll turn into a blank, and at the end you'd call it the name that you want to turn into. And then, it's got like, I don't know, Latin, bestia animo. Bestia, bestia, bestio, anaphorum. I think anaphorum is um, people who believe that every single thing, like plants and all that stuff, have... Um, souls and stuff like that, but that I could be completely wrong. I think it's called anim animism or something like that. It's a really cool belief. I don't believe it myself because then I'd feel bad eating salad. <laughs> but I think it's a really cool belief. Anyway, I I don't know how I feel about these spells. You can't actually turn into like a, a rooster or like a chicken or something. You can't turn into an animal. That, this is some Harry Potter shit that's going on. I, I don't know what this is talking about here. You can request to have the spirit or the essence of that animal help you out with spell work. That's a thing you can do. Um, but you don't need like a whole ass fucking spell for that shit. You just play like, I request the, the rabbit to help me with X, Y, and Z spell work. And then the bunny rabbit will come and help you. And it's nice. 
Um, you know, it's usually in specific workings where you're just like, you know, I want like, like cats. Cats are fantastic for looking into like dreams and divination and, and things like that. Those are fantastic for that. But, you know, if you're, if you're having issues with divination or you're having issues with lucid dreaming or something like that, call upon the kitty cat. The kitty cat will help you. That is kind of how that works. So it's a, it's very interesting how the spells are wrong. I'm going to say wrong. <laughs> it's very interesting because they have pictures too. Like the first one with the golem, which is very interesting. They've got like a little clay figure. It's a magical looking stars around it. And then it's in like a circle of salt. Like this to me just sounds like you're summoning something. You're not like trying to get protection. I don't know. This is some bullshit. Okay, let us continue with the spells. So now it's got like this little spell book thing. So let's go into the spell book and see what these spells are. I almost wanted like, this is hilarious. Principles of magic. Oh yes. Okay, so we're getting into the principles. To cast spells, one must summon the correct kind of elf, fairy, or genie to help in one's work. No, do not do that. Do not do that. Don't invite things into your fucking life like that. Oh my gosh, no. Research, research, research. And when you think you've done enough research, do more. The magic words and other elements, such as using robes for a specific color. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't use robes, but there's other things. Incense with a particular smell. Special types of wand. And so forth associated with the spell are merely a kind of address. To get in touch with a, the fairy and to ask it to do our bidding. You do not want to get in touch with these beings. Research. Where's the research in here? You don't have to use special color robes. Like I said, like you don't need those things. Those things are extra. You can get special candles. You can get special incense. Not like necessarily like have a nice smell, but incense that are going to work with what you're trying to do. So if you're trying to do divination or you're trying to do, like, let's keep it simple. Let's do love. If you're trying to do, like, a love spell or something like that, maybe you want to get, like, some rose quartz or something that reminds you of love. You can even use perfumes if you want to. Um, that would be a really good one. Or if you're trying to do ancestral work, find something that reminds you of, like, what your grandpa used to wear if you're trying to connect with your grandpa. And just, like, use that in your working. Like, that's totally awesome. Um, for example, reconciliation spells involve a spirit known as Imok, Urok, who is attracted to the color green, images of doves, and the wood of olive trees. He is summoned by repeating the letters and his name over and over again while waving an olive branch over the two parties who need to be reconciled. I don't know if this is, like, a thing... Or not, I have no idea. I I am okay. You are okay. I don't think that this is a thing. You're okay. <laughs> Apparently it's a song by Rob Slater. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, so this isn't a real thing at all. Uh, these principles are also used to apply to magic 
to potions and items where the idea is to buy the elf or fairy to the potion by using ingredients agreeable to it. You don't want to be binding these spirits. Like, you don't want to bind. Binding is not a good thing. That's negative. Unless the spirit willingly wants to be binded or is already binded to an object, don't be doing that shit. Like, that's super negative. Although, how you would be working with that reconciliation is kind of true. You get your deity, and if your deity is attracted to the color green, you use green. If they like doves, you use doves. Olive trees, you use that. Blah, blah, blah. I don't go finding fairies and elves. Like, this is some dangerous shit. Here's a list of some of the more notable words of power um, in use by wizards. Okay. Alright, we're gonna, we gonna learn some power words. Let's see the power words I should be using. Abracadabra. Abracafuckin'dabra. Are you kidding me? This word banishes all kinds of evil things. Aim your wand properly as you shout it. What the fuck? No. No, don't say abracadabra. You're gonna sound like a goddamn fool. Presto. This word is used to do distract an audience as when pulling a rabbit from a hat is never used by real bona fide wizards yeah presto is never neither is abracadabra i think that you need to get your shit checked hocus pocus using the phrase hocus pocus totus tullinus vede clitorjibo which means nothing in latin but it's a spell for concealing things Hocus Pocus is not a spell. Hocus Pocus is a movie. A very good one at that. Mumbo Fumbo. Are you fucking kidding me? The name of an actually very friendly African spirit used to strike fear into one's enemies and other foolish persons. That reminds me of Papa Legba. <laughs> Mumbo Fumbo ain't shit. Papa Legba is. Um, open Sesame. A spell for undoing locked doors and chests so that they pop open. Much the same... Why is sesame seed pod? Uh-huh. Alohomora! I mean, that sounds a little bit better than open sesame. <laughs> I don't know. This is ridiculous. Vivian's Circle. This spell protects you from all magical attacks as long as you do not step outside of a circle you cast around you with salt. See the four names. Glad, Larfer, Jaipus, and Prankster. Really? Glowing around the circle, imagining each as each one as a powerful spirit who will protect you. Gladian types east and west, their protection is the best. Slurfer printer, south and north, their protection sails forth. In the circle, I have cold, I am safe from one and all. Um, so that's not a bad thing. If you if you were working with a deity, if you knew that deity, if you are familiar with that deity, that's not too bad of a spell. Of course, you have to make sure that X, Y, and Z um, spirit that you're working with represents the east and west, and the south and the north, and all those kinds of things. You make sure that those things are a thing, and then you can work on that kind of stuff. But yeah, I don't know. This is interesting. <laughs> Okay, so now we have more spells. So these are just like a whole bunch of spells. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Animating spells. 
One of the four main classes of spells. Okay, so these are four classes of spells. I didn't know that because I wasn't fucking labeled. Animating spells, which cause objects and people to move in a distorted fashion, are the easiest. They're often accompanied by an instruction, for example, to a door, let someone pass only if they whisper, open sesame. So that's not a thing. <laughs> you can't do that. We're not in fucking was Harry Potter. Like, this is not a fucking Harry Potter. What the fuck is this shit? No. Um, I think the closest that I can probably think to, like, an animating spell, you can't make anything move. Like, that's not a thing. I, I can't even think of anything that's close to an animating spell, because you can't make anything move. You can't do anything like that, because that's stupid. I think that what we can do as witches is much cooler. I can affect somebody's life. I can destroy somebody's life with a thought. With just a thought. That's all it takes. Transforming spells. Transforming spells make one thing appear to be another or disappear from sight altogether. The aniform by which a wizard takes on the shape of a bird, serpent, or beast is one variety of transforming spell. Typically, the transforming spell may be undone. In a very simple manner, for example, with a kiss. Okay. So you can kind of do that. <coughs> Let me explain. You can use sigil magic and different things like that to make something invisible, which makes, basically you put a sigil on it or something like that to make something less noticeable. I did that a lot um, before I came out of the closet with my mom, is I would use... Um, spells to make things invisible and to make things less noticeable in my room and then my mom would not go into my room or through my things so yes <laughs> it's kind of true however making one thing appear to be another is not really a thing that you can do um, unless you want to take like a pencil and put like pen ink in it and use it as a pen like I guess you could do that you know <laughs> doesn't make any fucking sense. Healing spells. Healing spells are useful but drain a lot of energy from the caster. Some have an apparently miraculous effect. Others seem to work naturally until you become a master wizard. I recommend that you always visit a doctor or physician should you become ill. Um, I recommend you visit a doctor or fucking physician no matter what. Uh, even if you are a master at healing spells, see a doctor and... Yeah, I always recommend seeing a doctor no matter what. I even recommend you fucking vaccinate. But that's a topic for another fucking time. Uh, healing spells are definitely a thing. They don't necessarily drain you. Any spell can make you tired. Any spell can make you a little drained and things like that. And that's where you need to get your energy up and get your power up and those kinds of things. That's mainly what that is for. But yeah, healing spells are definitely a thing. I've done like ton of them. Uh, my angelite stone that I use. I have a pendulum that's angelite. She's beautiful. I work with it all the time. I love it. Uh, and that's one of like my favorite uh, spells to do and I've done them in, in the hospital and all sorts of times I've done healing spells. I am I'm very familiar with healing spells. Those are definitely a thing. Affecting spells. These spells cause people to change how they think or feel. For example, to fall in love with someone. As a rule, they are forbidden. 
They can also be used to cause spirits and animals to communicate with you. As with all spells, they will go wrong if they can, so you must be on your guard at all times. Okay, so they're not going to go wrong at all times. That's not a thing. Uh, you can do spells that can cause people to kind of change how they think or feel about you. Um, for example, you're in a job interview. Next time you want to get the job, throw salt in the north corner of the room. And they will probably change their mind about you, and you'll probably either end up getting the job or not, depending on whatever their mind was at before. <laughs> so that's a thing. Yes, you can make someone fall in love with you. It's really sad, though, because if you do it on the wrong person, then you guys end up getting in, in married and stuff like that. You have to live with the fact that you're in love with somebody who may or may not love you back. Which is a really sad concept, to be honest with you, so... Yeah, I'm sorry about that one if you've decided to do that, but that's a true, that's a true thing. Usually if you want to have somebody fall in love with you, you want to put a general, um, thing, you want to put a general, like, intention out to the universe so that it will come back to you, you know, that's a thing, and, you know, you don't want to force anything. <laughs> anyway. The uh, Forbidden Spells. Let's talk about Forbidden Spells. The cunning apprentice who has read this book may find interesting ways of using his wizard wizardological powers to take revenge on people he feels have attacked or wronged him. You must remember that spells to change your enemies into toads or make them dance upon highway until they drop are forbidden and lie very much in the pronoun providence of dark magic. So I don't like the phrase dark magic. I use negative magic because dark magic, black magic, those have roots in racism and I am not okay with that. However, I will use negative magic and I will use positive magic. So, um, let's get into the forbidden spells. Use whatever fucking spells you want. I'm not here to judge. You want to use some of these forbidden spells or negative magic. That's on you. I've used some negative magic in the past. Fuck it. You do you. At the end of the day, if someone breaks into your house, you're going to protect it. And how do you do that? Sometimes it's with a shotgun. I'm in a state where we have a law called Make My Day Law, where you can shoot anybody who trespasses on your property. Um, that's why we lock our doors. If anyone's listening to this who doesn't lock their doors, I'll fucking know. Anyway, um, as I was saying, you, you have different precautions that you take in order to make sure that you're safe. Yes, make sure you're safe. But at the end of the day, if you're being bullied, you're being pushed around, fucking do what you need to do. And there's no one here to judge you. Okay. Next one. Keys Locator. Everyone loses their keys. Dr. Keys Locator spells a simple way of calling upon a cat or bird to show you the way to something that you have lost. Use your hands to gesture towards a creature and cry. Don't say it. Cry it. What was lost shall now be found in the air, on the ground, for swim or crawl on feet. Okay, very, very interesting. Um, you can use your um, pendulum, actually, to find something that you have lost. If you have something that you've lost for a couple of months, you can actually use tarot cards to find um, what you're looking for. But there are ways that you can find what you're looking for. Casting a fucking spell you can do, but it does not mean a bird is going to fly into your house and locate your fucking car keys. That's not real. Okay. Harry Potter is a movie. 
Um, Harry Potter is fiction. We are living in the world of reality. We're living in a world where uh, we we don't do those kinds of things because that's not real. Just, someone has to say it. Okay, last thing on this page, and then we are done with this episode for today. Defensive magic. I do not teach magic that is harmful, but dark wizards are not so particular. Therefore, I advise that you learn and practice Vivian Circle in case you ever feel like you are under magical attack. So it does sound like they're trying to show like some sort of protection that you can do against negative workings here, but it also sounds like this is very much like love and light and blah, 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 blah. Let's be real, that's only half the fucking coin, and, and if you're going to be doing that kind of shit, like, that's boring as fuck. <laughs> I don't know why anyone would be doing that. Um, but yeah. In case you ever feel you're under magical attack. <laughs> Look, negative magic is what it is. If you want to do it, go right ahead fucking do it. Like, I'm not going to stop anybody from doing negative workings or anything like that. That's not my prerogative. You do you, and I'm not going to tell you, like, what to do. That's just, like, on you. But, yeah, I am very happy that I got to do another chapter of my Wizardology book. This book is always so fascinating and always so interesting, and I absolutely love to, like, include some of the things that I you know, that I find around the world and on the internet and put it on my podcast because I think it's fun. But yeah, that is this episode and I will see you guys uh, next week. Bye!